Thank you very much for uh, joining in uh, to another episode of Subspace Journey. I am Chris. And I'm Ashley. And today is our special super duper extra chocolatey, our Halloween episode. Uh, So we're going to talk about our favorite Halloween games or Halloween themed games or games that would be cool to play on Halloween, stuff like that. Uh, So uh, before we recorded the podcast, uh, Ashley, I think you wanted me to go first on this one. Yeah, I don't want to get too ranty when it comes to horror games, so I'll let you kick it off. (laughs) Well, anything that I'm going to mention is going to be at least 100 years old by now because I'm I'm the old, I, I, I guess... I don't know. Is our games like twenty years old? Does that make me an old school gamer? I guess. So. I mean, I, I would. I wouldn't necessarily say so because there's still games that are twenty years feels like it should still be like, I don't know, like twenty ten to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, I still like some ninety games and stuff like that. So yeah, I I've had a couple instances of that where I'm like. Wait, 10 years ago was only the year 2000, right? And then I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) So I am going to, well, I'll start with a couple of games I like that have a horror theme in it. And the first one is going to be my go-to, which is going to be the Castlevania series of games. Uh, For those who aren't, quite familiar with Castlevania, and this was when Konami was actually making video games. Uh, It is a series that is kind of sort of loosely based off the Bram Stoker uh, Dracula, I guess mythos for lack of a better word, Uh, but you usually play a member of the Belmont family tasked to do away with Dracula and on the way to defeat Dracula, You'll run into various uh, bosses that are inspired by horror movie cinema, uh, mythology, uh, all sorts of uh, creatures that uh, you would see on like, you know, a B movie, uh, you know, old B movie horror film. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first Castlevania I think was like in 85 80 it, it was in the early it was in the 80s uh the original Castlevania which came out on the original NES which is a good it I, I think it's a decent platforming game although it's it suffers from being ungodly difficult at times especially if you're new to NES games and aren't quite used to the difficulty spikes that uh, old retro games can can have. Uh, for a first-time player, I would recommend uh, the original Castlevania. I would go with either Super Castlevania 4 for the uh, Super Nintendo or uh, Bloodlines, which is on the Sega Genesis. Uh, or if you want to jump into the really, really good stuff, uh, Dracula X, Rondo of Blood, which originally came out on the TurboGrafx-16 CD or uh, the Turbo Duo, and it got uh, 
released digitally on uh, modern consoles or uh, the uh, excellent uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, which is out on pretty much everything. Uh, but those are the those are my go-to at least old school horror games. And then the next game that and 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 to be honest, I don't really I don't mind horror generally as a genre, but it's not something I like specifically seek out. It's mm-hmm. just okay, well, this has horror themes in it. And usually if it's not like overly, overly gory, I'm usually pretty okay with it. Um, but when it gets into the, you know, buckets of blood type of thing, I'm like, eh, okay, maybe, maybe tone it down. I'm more, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, I think if I were wanting to play a, another uh horror game uh other than the castlevania series i would go with a obscure i don't know how obscure it is but it's an import only game that came out on the famicom which is the um japanese version of the original nes Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a there's a famicom game called sweet home and it's kind of an RPG, kind of a horror game. It's made by Capcom. And you choose from a group of people who are in this haunted house and you switch between characters and each character can do special things. And you're tasked with you know, having to switch between characters here and there uh, in order to accomplish certain goals and to defeat monsters it's an interesting concept for a game and they kind of took the sweet home form the the the, i guess some of the ideas for sweet home and mood and made a different game out of that well they made it up not really an updated game but they were the things that they had in sweet home kind of helped the direction of capcom to create resident evil so if you mm-hmm. kind of want to play the pseudo, I guess, proto, not really a prototype, but kind of the genesis of this type of game, uh, Sweet Home is something that's worth checking out. It, it, it is an old game, so it has old game problems and old game clunkiness, so be warned. Uh, and then I think for my last pick... Uh, I would probably have to go with, uh, pro- I, I'm thinking like, I think the game is, it's on the Dreamcast. I know there's a zombie beat em up game that's on the Dreamcast. I'll, I'll, I'll think of the name here in a bit. Uh, but I think playing House of the Dead, uh, the old yeah. light gun game. Uh, is always a fun time because the the dubbing in it is just so awful. Um, And it's got that horror kitsch to it. But I think for a really, really good time, uh, skip the light gun and go straight to Typing of the Dead, uh, which is basically House of the Dead, but you use a standard computer keyboard to play as opposed to a light gun. So the enemies will have words that you have to type in 
Uh, it's, oh, that's interesting. It's it's a fun. It you you wouldn't think that it, it would work, but it totally works. <laughs> it's it totally works. If you ever get a chance to watch a video of typing of the dead, do so because it's hilarious. But I mean, it is it's a lot of fun. So uh, I, that's my picks. I'm going to look up that name of the game all uh, uh, while yeah, you chat. But talk about, uh, Ashley, I know that you had, I guess, a couple games that you were thinking of as far as this theme. Yeah, I actually um, had to like spend time like probably narrowing down <laughs> the list for me <laughs> because um, it's one of my favorite genres. But when you're talking about the Castlevania game, it made me realize like, how often horror-based gaming takes place in a castle um, because one of the picks that uh, I was going to suggest was the game Amnesia and it takes place um, you're playing as a character who wakes up in a castle and the only thing that you can remember is your own name and you have to go through the game like basically finding clues that tell you like why you're there and who you are and um it's uh it's a good suggestion for people that don't want the standard point and shoot type horror game um because you don't actually have weapons throughout pretty much the entirety of the game um and if the, the game takes place at a castle that has a bunch of monsters in it and you can't defend yourself so you have to run and hide and um <clears throat> it's a very like high-paced anxiety game because they can find you they can find your hiding spots and um while you're playing you have like an insanity meter and um out of all the enemies in the game um darkness is your worst enemy because the more time you spend in the dark the lower your insanity meter goes and it starts to cause you to have like auditory and visual hallucinations and the only way to cure that uh insanity is to find light and if like you don't have any light you have to create light and um throughout the game like you kind of reveal like what what needs to be done like diary entries that you wrote um when you first wake up there's a note next to your bed telling you that you basically have to kill the baron (laughs) and you're just like okay well I guess I got to do this but I don't know why yet and um even just watching if you're someone likes to watch playthroughs of games like on YouTube and stuff like that even watch watching other people play can be really anxiety inducing when you're being chased by one of the creatures in the castle um yeah so I think go ahead no I was I was gonna say this sounds a little a little like Silent Hill-ish and then there's a Capcom game that kind of does the hiding you know you're not well equipped as a uh and uh, you have to kind of hide from things and there was a game called uh, haunting ground mm-hmm. uh, on the playstation 2 i want to say uh is it kind of like a silent hill because that's that seems like it kind of sounds a little bit like that but I would definitely say that I find it relatable to Silent Hill in the sense that it's definitely more um, like along the lines of like a psychological horror versus just like, ooh, boo, something's going to pop out at you. Um, 
So a lot of the like fear-inducing parts of the game is a, like mostly yourself and the anticipation mm-hmm. of not knowing what's gonna happen. So um, and that's that's one of the reasons. And I always like because Silent Hill and Resident Evil are alike in a lot of ways, and that's always one of the ways that I kind of like see that there's a difference between the two because I always felt like Silent Hill is more like a psychological based fear. Mm-hmm. while um resident evil is more of like a physical in your face type fear okay all right yeah, yeah i um the sanity thing that you mentioned there's a game on the gamecube called eternal darkness uh sanity's requiem which does a lot more of the psychological horror so like for example you'll play the game and then the game will like cut out and it'll show you like a blue screen and it's you know showing like the av cables are missing and then you try to you, you check the back of your gamecube and then the game's just messing with you mm-hmm. or it'll slowly tilt the screens to think okay what's going on with this uh, yeah so sound, stuff like that it sounds like that oh and by the way the dreamcast game i was thinking about earlier was zombie revenge which okay it's 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 a beat-em-up uh you know beat up zombies and squish them and there's not really much to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh i was trying to think if there was any other old school zombie games i mean i would probably it would it would get into like the ghosts and goblins series of games by capcom but i i digress um so other and and i've heard of that game that you mentioned before and i'm not big on that type of horror um but i mean it it'd be one of those things where i think i'm more interested in it because it's more psychological horror as opposed mm-hmm. to jump scares which i don't yeah. care for at all which is why i'll never play five night at freddy's <laughs> there's a i think that that's a scare tactic that a lot of horror uses especially nowadays or like to me, a lot of it doesn't feel like some, like, for instance, um, I love all the Resident Evil games um, for the most part, but um, even their sort of definition of horror has changed over the years. Like, before 4, the games before 4 are completely different than, they, like, 4, 5, and 6, and then 7 and 8 are completely different than everything before it. So, um, like, I like I like both of them though. I I really enjoy psychological horror. That's why uh Silent Hill was definitely gonna be on my list. Um just because of the weird anticipation, like and I like a lot of people don't love locked cameras and stuff like that. But if mm-hmm. you're playing a horror game, I actually love the element of locked cameras. Um because like if you're going down a hallway and suddenly the camera angling locks and it's looking like directly at a certain window, like you know something is gonna break through that window at some point in the game. So every time you pass by that hallway, you're bracing yourself. And even though you're bracing yourself, the one time it does jump through, it scares you every time. <laughs> yeah, I played through the original Resident Evil on the original playstation and yeah that that scared the living crap out of me when that when that dog went through the window but it was i just couldn't i couldn't 
keep playing it after a certain point just because of the tank controls. But I understand the remakes kind of solve some of that problem, if I understand correctly. Yeah, um, because the two uh, RE2 remake is definitely on LS2. And um, like you're talking about your age earlier, but as far as gaming goes, like I'm already starting to feel old because um, I'm on a Facebook group page specifically for the Resident Evil games. And people were talking about how they couldn't play the earlier games because the tank controls. But then there was an entire discourse about Resident Evil 4 and how bad its controls are. And I was like, am, am I that old now that they're considering 4 to have bad controls? And I guess it's because a lot of people um, who are like newer fans to Resident Evil, like their introduction to it was 7 and 8. And like I said, they're completely different. They're first person um they add like a completely different section to like the mythology and the lore of resident evil so i was like oh my god i cannot believe that i'm old enough so that people are considering four to have sort of tank controls now interesting but four is another one that um also takes place in a castle at one point <laughs> now and just... eight takes oh, place ahead. in a castle <laughs> yeah there's something to be said about castles because a lot of the castlevania game well and the fact that it has the word castle in the name of the title um, yeah yeah i think i'm just searching the database which is mean which means i'm thinking um yeah i think yeah they all take place in a castle uh every single one of them uh by the way have you played the survivor series of resident evil i did once um are you talking like survival mode like no there's a there's a series of games called resident evil survivor which are all light gun games um i haven't um the closest that i've played to that is um fun fact about me i own resident evil or like one of my siblings owns resident evil on like every single platform it's ever come out on um and that includes that it came out on the wii and the closest experience i have to that was uh the way that they had the wii controller set up so that you were supposed to hold it like an actual gun and stuff like that yeah i uh kind of remember that that one uh any other uh because I know that you do like Resident Evil and, I, and I'm kind of gathering that probably Last of Us will probably appear on your list at some point. Um, it appears on a lot of lists for me, but I think that that one, because of the story, um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would consider that horror necessarily because um, it does have some kind of themes of like yeah you're in a zombie apocalypse but like humans are often the worst monster of them all um so like that one to me never there was only one scene in that game that i actually felt was like was genuinely scary and um it's where i won't give away too many details but the person you're playing as accidentally steps in a booby trap and is then like jerked and held upside down by their ankle and you're having to shoot upside down with like inverted controls oh. um 
yeah zombies are attacking you and um that part was like a part that kind of got my like heart beat up a little bit but other than that like i don't really consider that game all that scary um there is another one that i wanted to add to the list because i kind of wanted to do like a variety like um silent hill and amnesia kind of going to like the psychological horror and then um if i if i were to suggest two resident evil games it would be resident evil 4 and the remake and then if you're wanting to do something first person there's seven and eight but um there's a game called until dawn and it's decision-based and I really like decision-based games. And there were quite a few times where that game messed me up a little bit. I've and, heard of that um, game. Yeah, and it's very curated to the way that you play because it's decision-based. Because like you'll play a chapter with these characters, and the next chapter will be like you, quote-unquote, in a therapist's office. And he'll ask you questions like based on the events that happened in the chapter and based on how you respond to him can affect the rest of the game like he'll ask you things like what your biggest fears are and stuff like that and that'll be put in the game and um he'll kind of ask you like how you feel about certain characters (laughs) and sometimes if you admit which character is your favorite that can benefit you and then sometimes it can completely blow up in your face and you could say so long to that character um so that's a that's a really good one and it's just there's a lot of different ways that it's scary because it's like there's certain parts where you're like okay well is this person going crazy is any of this real like there's a part that has like wendigos in it that um are chasing you and I played it when it first came out and immediately died in the Wendigo scene and come to find out like it was because the game had just come out and there was a kind of glitch where like you have to hold the controller perfectly still because if you don't then your character um, makes noise and it kills you and I was like no I want to replay that because I know I didn't move the controller and I literally like got up and like put it on a flat surface and still died come to find out that like they had to do a patch because it was registering that the controller was moving even if it wasn't but um I really like that one because I feel like that one is also sort of psychologically based but it's also more interactive because of the decision-based stuff that you have to go through and the graphics are absolutely incredible in that game um Yeah, because they use, like, face models and stuff to, like, design the characters and definitely makes you realize just how far we've sort of come when it comes to stuff like that. And uh, there's also, like, I can, I'm not sure if they're all related somehow or not, but um, there's one, I think it's called, it's something of Medan, but it's made by, like, the same company and it's the same way. Um you're on like a ship and it's decision based and it messed me up pretty bad because like the way the camera angles were shot I was like walking through a corridor on the ship and I was like that was there a woman standing right there like am I tripping did I see that and then I went back and there was nothing there and I was like okay whatever I swore I definitely saw a woman like in like the stereotypical like Halloween sailor's outfit and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I just thought I saw it. And then later in the game, 
you run into her. And I was like, you know, I know she was hiding in that corner, but it messes with you because when you go back, she's not there. And what system was this game on? This one, um, I played it on PlayStation 4. Um, I'm not sure what all platforms it can be played on, but um, I'm a big fan of Quantic Dream. And I can't remember who makes those two games, um, the Medan one and Until Dawn, but their style of game is very similar to Quantic Dream and its decision-based gaming. But And I feel like the replay value on stuff like that is really nice too because... um, like if you've for instance if you played resident evil and something's going to jump out at you you know when you replay it hey in this scene something's going to jump out at me um but with those you can kind of play it completely different like the next run through so you don't know what's going to happen okay well if anyone out there knows the name of the game (laughs) uh because i i'm trying to rack my brain and i can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, I want to ask you a question and I'm not sure how familiar you are with the series, but the, so the series doom, Mm -hmm. you consider that a horror game because you're basically a space Marine who they, you know, something goes wrong and demons from hell, show up and you're basically needing to blast them away with a double bear shotgun. Would you consider that like that kind of more visceral experience, a horror game? I would personally consider that one. Um, Or if not, I definitely think in the very least doom deserves credit for kind of like paving the way and being the original stepping stones for like what we know nowadays as a horror based game mm-hmm. um because i mean it, it even has its moments of things jumping out at you yeah um, so and you're talking about five nights of freddy's earlier i've actually never played that game before neither have i i i won't play it just simply because i just i hate jump scares and mm-hmm. I know that that's like, I'm pretty sure that's its thing. And so I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I probably wouldn't suggest you playing uh, Resident Evil 7 in virtual reality. Though. <laughs> oh, well, so here's, here's the thing. Um, I don't know how I would handle virtual reality, not in a, you know, psychological sense but more of a motion sickness sense (laughs) so it's more of just like okay can i wear goggles and move around and not get disoriented so that's kind of where i'm at with virtual reality plus it's let's be realistic it's really expensive uh yeah so i'm kind of like okay i mean i'd totally be up for at least trying it out it's just more of just Maybe I want to try something a little bit tamer in a virtual reality rig first to see, you know, that I don't need a bucket while I'm playing (laughs) that type of thing. Yeah. And it's honestly a really valid concern because, um, I get migraines really bad if I play like a virtual reality game too long 
and um i don't really get motion sickness but like i've seen like other people play it and i really don't understand how they end up staying in the same position the entire time they're playing because like i have to take moments where i have to like untangle myself like make sure i'm not about to trip over a dog like i'm like in the other corner of the room and i'm like how are you just standing there like i'm the completely different side of the room at this point yeah and i don't generally have motion sickness there's four video games that make me motion sick or that have given me motion sickness uh out of everything that i've played so and one of them was one that i really really wanted to play really badly and when i popped it in on my PC, I'm like, nope, this is not going to work. <laughs> I knew like five, 10 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, I, kn- I just know that this is not going to work well for me. Uh, by the way, for those playing at home, uh, it was Prey, uh, P-R-E-Y. Uh, I really, really wanted to play the game and it sounded really awesome. And then like five, like five minutes in, I'm like, this is not going to work. And I had to refund it. And I'm like, I really wanted to play this game, but my, my eyes and everything just told me otherwise that in descent, which I won't get into. Um, <laughs> but uh, some other, I was uh, thinking, you know, doom, you do bring up an interesting point uh, about, yeah, I think we can consider that horror. Uh, and of course, you know, there's games that are horror that aren't necessarily horror themed, like, you know, say any of the Barney, the dinosaur video games you want to, <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be considered horror. Yeah. Um, Equally as terrifying. Well, oh my God, I just thought of like virtual reality. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be like, there's probably a, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. There's. There's probably some fan fiction out there on that. And I just, I just don't want to go down that road. You know, uh, there is, if it exists, then it, I, the fan fiction for it exists. I just, I need to like stop the podcast for just a second to, uh, <laughs> to give out a, a uh, public service message to the internet in general. Um, <laughs> stop it. Just, just stop it. <laughs> Thank you. At that least was once a day. Like <laughs> I'm just like they're gonna take the internet from us. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, <laughs> I want to kind of uh, go off uh, the video game thing. Uh, I know that we're generally a video game podcast, but I'd be remiss if we didn't go over some of our favorite horror films because I think that also kind of jumps more into what we'll like to play i guess there, there may be some correlation between the two uh yeah. do you want me to start or do you, would you like to start yeah you can go ahead um the my favorite horror movie is uh and it's uh a vincent i think it's vincent price it's a house on haunted hill that one's really good yeah and i'm talking like the original 1959 version Mm -hmm. which i really really like and i have it on dvd uh and every so often i'll just pop it in because i i don't know what it is about that movie but i just i just really like it 
And of course, I think I, I would be remiss to say that uh, Psycho uh, yeah. is another one of my favorite horror movies. And I hate to admit this, uh, but I really liked uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods, even though um, the director is really, really problematic. I feel like if you like that movie, then you would absolutely love Until Dawn. They just have like the same vibe to me. Where, because okay. um, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of it is because you do uh, spend a portion of the game in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. But just like the different personalities that uh, the characters brought in the film, um, they kind of replicate that in Until Dawn. And all of the characters have like very different personalities and different ways of handling the situations that are thrown at them. Okay. So I definitely think that you'd like Until Dawn if you like Cabin in the Woods. Okay. And then of course, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and uh, toss up between Alien and Aliens. I think Alien is more of a true it's closer to a horror movie, whereas Aliens is more of a action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and don't don't get me started on Alien Three. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, out of all all of those are some of my favorite horror movies, and I'm uh, just kind of curious as to. Uh, what would be what's uh, on your list? Yeah, I definitely had to ask you to go first because this was definitely a situation when I had to start like, okay, there's like a million movies. I got to start narrowing it down. <laughs> um, fun fact, I hate the Resident Evil films. Um, <laughs> so well, okay. <laughs> well, we're okay. Now I've never seen them, but I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, that aura of incompetence that you can just kind of sense yeah. When, when you see when 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 you look at certain things and those films mm-hmm. give that off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just remember, and I watched them all too. Is the thing oh, <laughs> that's where they get me. Ashley, it, it has the oh. name on it. I'm gonna watch it. But each one, I just love like feeling so disappointed in myself and everyone involved. <laughs> Ashley. Oh. But um, they Netflix is. I think it's yeah. I'm pretty sure Netflix is the one working on it. But they're supposed to be doing. I don't can't remember if it's gonna be a show or a movie, but they're supposed to be working on um, Resident Evil that's supposed to actually be based on the games. And to be honest, the like Resident Evil movies, I'm surprised they even got the ability to use Resident Evil because they're nothing like the games at all. Um, they could have called it anything in the world other than Resident Evil and it would have made more sense. But the new project that they're working on is supposed to like actually take place in like the Raccoon City Police Department and is actually supposed to have characters like Jill and Leon in it. So hopefully <laughs> that'll be at least a little bit better. Um, I, I, I'm going in um, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Did you um, ever- very cautiously. <laughs> Did you ever watch the uh, Silent Hill movie, the live action movie? I did, and um, still not as good as the games, but I do definitely feel like it was worlds better than 
like comparing the movies to the Silent Hill games, I definitely think that they did a much, much better job than the Resident Evil movies in comparison to the Resident Evil games. Um, I wasn't exactly like the biggest fan of them, but I just didn't feel the like utter weight of disappointment after watching <laughs> it. So I feel like they did a better job. But um, 28 Days Later is 100% on the list. Um, 28 Days Later is my favorite zombie movie. Um, also, Shaun of the Dead, uh, for the longest time, I was forever quoting, you got red on you. Yeah. Um, but uh, Zombieland's really good and was honestly surprised by how good the Zombieland sequel was, too. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, waiting anxiously for the Last of Us television show to wrap up the first season so it can come out. Um. I'm a huge fan of like slasher films. So of course, like Scream and um, all the original like Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Um, But there's a movie called Terrifier and it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Um, There's actually an app called Shudder which is like a streaming service exclusively for horror. And I think it was on there at one point too. But um, Terrifier gives that feel of like old school slasher, but it's only a couple of years old. And um, it's about a girl goes out with her friend, friend gets too drunk. They're trying to go home and there's a killer clown on the loose. And um, they obviously get involved with this killer clown. Um <laughs> If you don't like gore, though, that one 100% does not need to be on your list because it is the typical slasher, unnecessary amount of violence and blood type thing. So um, maybe not one that you would like too much. Well, so fun fact, uh, I actually do have calorophobia, which is a fear of clowns. Uh, Mm. So yeah, I... No, any anything that has clowns in it, no. <laughs> so it is definitely not on my list. Yeah, um, a lot of my friends actually have a fear of clowns. Um, I was just talking to one of my friends last night, um, and trying to convince her to go to like a haunted trail with me this year if it's open, um, because of COVID and all. Um, but like, I just had to warn her. I was like, listen, there will be clowns. <laughs> like you're gonna be fine but i'm letting you know now there will be clowns but the, um the, the fact I really, that you have to give a warning before luckily i'm afraid of aliens which isn't a common theme during halloween so i don't have to worry about that too much uh we do have an amusement park down here called scare or what's carowinds and during um halloween it's called scarewinds but um because it's not a common theme the very first year that i ever went i was not expecting an entire section of the park to be like a mirror fun house with people essentially dressed up like specifically it's they're called the grays it's a certain like look to them like et is not gonna bother me um like pretty much anything on the show rick and morty is not gonna bother me but specifically like the grays do and oh, yeah. so I walk into like this fun house mirror setup, and there's just like a bunch of them everywhere. 
and strobe lights flashing. And I was like, oh, I am going to die. <laughs> so interesting on, on this topic was there, there was a tweet in my Twitter feed that I did retweet, which is kind of relevant to our conversation. And someone says, name a worse movie in a series than Indiana Jones 4. You can't. And one of the responses to that was the entire horror genre says hi. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's, it's, there's not really um, like, in a way, I kind of feel like Hollywood is like pushing the edges of being like creatively bankrupt because like most of like the recent horror movies that you see are either sequels that didn't need to be made or remakes that didn't need to be made yeah and i did forget one of my favorite horror movies of all time uh they live so i just wanted to add that to the list is that the one with the exclamation mark they live exclamation mark uh i think there might be two movies titled that that was the one with rowdy roddy piper who gets the special sunglasses and can see that certain people are aliens. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I probably haven't seen that and probably need to steer clear. (laughs) No, I, I, I think you'd actually like it. There's a lot of, there's social commentary in it that I think is worth watching for. Yeah. um, Yeah. Don't let the alien thing throw you back. I'm actually a really big fan of uh, movies that have underlying like social commentary. That's why uh, if I would suggest any like psychological horror movies, it would probably be like the movie Get Out or Us. Um, yeah, I need to both get on of those. those. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of social commentary to it, and it's like a different kind of horror um, that like I don't even know how you would like label it as far as like what genre of horror it is but um what is it it's like a something but it's that production company that did like midsummer and all these other films oh they are absolutely, yes they are absolutely killing it i have yet to watch a single movie by them that i have disliked the yeah. witch that one would be a good movie to watch during halloween and that is, one's really good is it the vivovich <laughs> do what isn't it the vivovich doesn't it have like two v's at the beginning of it oh i'm like the logo for it yeah i think so i think it's supposed to be like kind of like sprawled like handwriting type thing um but that one's another one that just kind of psychologically gets in your head um but i could suggest movies all day like i have to put this on the list because it was my friend's description of the movie that made me watch it like okay. and had he not described it this way and i would have just read like the synopsis on like netflix or something i probably would have never watched the movie but it's mm. called it follows I've and heard of that i was movie. like <laughs> yeah i was like well what is it about and he's like i can't tell you too much because it'll give the movie away and i was like well what can i tell you and he just said ghost std and i was <laughs> like what <laughs> and he was like ghost std he's like just watch it and you'll know why i said that and so if anybody that's the only thing i'll tell you about that movie and honestly that's the perfect description for it no no i'm interested in that uh so back to video games i think we've kind of covered pretty much 
all the horror games that I can think of off the top of my head without me, or at least the ones I can think of off the top of my head that doesn't require me to start going into my uh, lengthy video game list to try and kind of suss out what other games I kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. I uh, will have um, an honorable mention um, sure. that dead by daylight. Um, especially because I do think that um, they're doing a Halloween event specifically this year. Um, so I feel like that'll be fun. And it, it, it is a horror game. And I already went through like psychological and like shooter and decision based. And this is more along the lines of like one that people can play with their friends online. So uh, it well, definitely gets an honorable mention. And, and bonus, uh, our, our good friend from Hellraiser, Pinhead's going to be in it. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, that was actually funny because they were teasing who the new killer was going to be and watching people convince themselves that it was going to be who they wanted it to be on Twitter was hilarious. <laughs> like so many people were convinced that it was going to be somebody from Five, Night- Five Nights at Freddy's uh. and um, like I like, looked at the picture and I was like, mm, no, this is going to be, this is going to be classic because they, they do kind of go with the classics. Um, I think they're actually currently having a little bit of a lawsuit right now because um, they were, they had Michael Myers and they had Ghostface, but they were just named other things. Um, so I think that they're smoothing that out right now. Mm. But so I was like, this is definitely going to be like a more classic um, speaking of which, if people are Dead by Daylight fans, they uh, may have missed the window to play as Stranger Things characters. I can't remember when that's going off the market, but they recently fulfilled their contract with Stranger Things. So if you don't download the characters now, you've lost your chance. <laughs> I did like Stranger Things up to part of season three i won't get into it (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't like how they kind of changed hopper's character to be the overbearing father figure and i'm like "Mm, okay i know you're trying to do an homage to the 80s but this is a little bit too on the nose without turning it into a very special episode yeah yeah I can see that. <laughs> um, I liked it mostly, honestly, for the 80s references, though, because I like I, it started out really strong and kind of like tapered off a bit for me. Um, yeah. But I was like absolutely living for like the 80s references, especially towards the beginning um, of the show. But yeah, you can play as like a Demogorgon and as a killer and Dead by Daylight, which is a really vicious killer like i usually don't get i usually am getting matched with like the same like three killers over and over and over again (laughs) because i like playing as a survivor so um and like sometimes it'll give you like a little hint about who the killer is going to be and sometimes it doesn't it just take it depends on how long the loading screen takes and um i was playing and i was playing like on the michael myers level so like you're in the neighborhood for Halloween but like I'm sitting there just trying to fix a generator and all of a sudden the Demogorgon comes out of nowhere and attacks me so I was like oh okay (laughs) 
Well, that's the end of me. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we, unless there's anything else you want to cover, I think we've kind of gone through some of our horror games and jumped into our, a little bit of our horror movie likes. Uh, as far as Halloween this year, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the pandemic is still going on as, as you're listening to this. So uh, I don't think my wife and I are going to be doing any type of Halloween gathering. Uh, so mm-hmm. any type of Halloween thing, we're probably going to end up doing indoors as lame as that sounds, but you know, safety first. Uh, any Halloween plans for you? Um, I wish I could say yes, but um one of my best friends is actually getting married the day before Halloween and I'm the maid of honor. So I feel like that's going to have to be um, my focus, but Halloween is the day after and any celebration of Halloween is a good celebration of Halloween. So um, even if it involves just like watching movies at home, the actual day of Halloween, because it's on a Sunday this year, um, Every job I've ever worked, I've given them a thing about, because I work in the medical field and um, we don't get days off. And so my whole agreement is I will work Thanksgiving. I will work Christmas. I need the entire week off of Halloween weekend. <laughs> um, so like, that's the thing. It's like, I'll, I'll come in the other days. That's fine. But I have to celebrate Halloween, even if it's just sitting at home watching movies and eating candy or like you know like having like a small bonfire like with the family or something like that i have to celebrate it <laughs> because yeah. it's my favorite yeah because i'm sure your friend will be a little bit upset if you come to the wedding with like a chainsaw and everything a, a little um we actually had a joke about that because uh, <laughs> i play dnd and my character in dnd is very chaotic evil and um so she was like i need you to dial it back a few notches for my wedding and i was like it's not that serious like i'm not gonna ruin your special day you know and then she did like an rsvp thing online and one of the things in the rsvp was like what song do you suggest we play so naturally i suggested reigns of castamere which is the song that played during the red wedding in game of thrones where everyone died (laughs) (laughs) she was like that's not funny and i was like so you're telling me that i can't bring a sword to your wedding (laughs) and so it's been this whole thing where like when i met um a lot of the other people that were going to be in the wedding they were like hey are you the one that's bringing the sword to the wedding (laughs) the the opinions of ashley do not necessarily affect the views of this podcast (laughs) it's i uh yeah uh, I'm just going to leave it right there <laughs> uh, real quick before we wrap this up uh, favorite ha- Halloween candy. I think the Reese's like jack-o'-lantern pumpkin things. Um, and I know unpopular opinion. I actually like candy corn, but it has to be the candy corn that has the pumpkins in it. They taste exactly the same. But it's like a mental thing. Like it has to be specifically though. <laughs> it's like 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 is it like a form factor or because I've had the I've had the poke your eye out shape candy corn and the pumpkin shaped and 
I, you might actually be right that they like taste better, or, or is that just? I think it, it, I don't think me? it's just us. I, I really don't like. It's like because like one of the reasons why that like I enjoy the pumpkin Reese's more than the like actual Reese's cups, and I think it's like the ratio um, that you're working with, and I feel like because like, you know like candy corn is probably made out of only god knows what other than the corn syrup but there's like the wax <laughs> coating on it and yeah. i feel like you get less wax coating with the pumpkins and so they taste better <laughs> yeah i um i hate to admit that i that i like the candy corn sock candy corn uh snacks but if I if I have to choose anything, it's going to be something in the uh, gummy sour category. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, Sour Patch Kids, that type of thing. Do they make those like specifically for Halloween? I, you know, I don't know if they make like a fun size of that, but I like gummy soft fruit candies. Mm-hmm. as opposed to chocolate and yeah. that that's just you know i'm because i'm weird um no that's like my go-to when i go to the movie theater is like whatever kind of gummy that they have <laughs> yeah because it's either going to be that or yeah i i, I think it's going to be that because i i don't i mean chocolate's okay but i don't know um if i have a choice maybe those chewy lifesaver things or maybe you know anything gummy anything gummy i like but if you're that person that puts boxes of raisins in (laughs) with the halloween candy i've got a couple of goons that want to see you (laughs) i remember when i was little um and i went trick-or-treating there was like my aunt would always take me and my cousin to like the really like bougie expensive neighborhoods because she was like, they have the good candy. <laughs> and I remember one time we apparently went to a dentist's house and the candy that they were giving out was um, the little mini like portable toothbrushes. And I was like, this is a crime. I am calling the police. What? Well, I mean, okay, it was a dentist, but still, come on, be cool for one day. And there was an older couple near my house that always gave us um, a pack of crackers and an apple. <laughs> Here, here's a box of raisins. It's nature's candy. And I'm going to, I'll tell you what you can do with that nature's candy. <laughs> I'm, I'm here getting, getting upset at boxes of raisins now. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I'm I now, guess it's with all the counts, but it's I'm 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 not taking it personally. It's all right, Chris, calm down. It's just raisins. <laughs> so anyway, I think that will do it for this episode. You know, please subscribe if there is some sort of rating system with this podcast platform. Please use it and rate us high, uh, so that we can start making you know dimes and quarters from this. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, banking on uh, paper money right now, but you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, I just want to thank uh, Dave Kohlberg for uh, creating the theme song, 
uh, to our uh, podcast. And as always, I want to thank Colleen Bement from nerdalertnews.net uh, for uh, introducing. Uh, she uh, helped uh, introduce uh, me to Ashley and Ashley to me so that we could start filling your brain with nonsense. <laughs> uh so anything else you'd like to add ashley i think we've covered um about all of it um not all of it because like i said i did have to narrow things down but i feel like we've covered a good selection i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah all right well until next time i am chris i'm ashley and thank you for listening to subspace journey <laughs>